It's Senior Bowl week, which means it's time to find the next Senior Bowl standout who will catapult your fantasy teams to success in 2024. I am your host, Sean Moran, and I am joined today by my fellow co-hosts, good friends, and knowers of ball, Keegan Thompson and Aiden Holler. Aiden, how you doing today, man? I'm doing fantastic, Sean. Uh, been been grinding film all day. Um, good to see good to see some um, some familiar faces and some new faces that I wasn't quite as familiar with at the Senior Bowl this upcoming week. So um, feels good, you know. Draft coverage was um, a ton of fun last off season, so it's it's good to kind of reactivate that muscle and start to get back in the groove. So excited to talk to some of the guys we've got our eyes on at the Senior Bowl this week. Draft season's here, Keegan. How you doing? I'm good, Sean. I'm good to see you and Aiden. Yeah, I'm uh, excited to start diving into uh, rookies. This is always a fun time of year. Start uh, planning for the draft and uh, getting aware with what skill players might affect your uh, future and current dynasty rosters. So great time of year. feels like fantasy football has not slowed down at all. We went from playoffs to Super Bowl. Hasn't even been played yet. We're already here talking about Senior Bowl standouts. So (laughs) <laughs> peak peak fantasy football behavior. That's what it's all about. Peak virginity behavior too. Um, that that's what we're we're aspiring to be uh, on the uh, Regression of the Mean podcast. Um, I have been waiting all day to record this episode. I, I love the Senior Bowl. It, it's just it feels like the draft season like finally starts at the Senior Bowl, yep. and they're just amazing fantasy sleepers and breakouts that come from this weekend. Last year we had Puka, Tank Dell, Jaden Reed. In 2022, we had Trey McBride, Rashad White, Romeo Dobbs. We've had future Hall of Fame players come from the Senior Bowl over the years. This is such a great time to talk about less heralded prospects. We're going to talk about the big guys very soon when we do a Dynasty first round mock draft on Sleeper. So you're going to get plenty of Brock Bowers, Marvin Harrison Jr., Caleb Williams content soon. But it's, it's nice to think about kind of the unheralded players, the sleepers out there that could give you fantasy success, both in best ball, dynasty, redraft. This is where it starts. And fantasy studs are staring us right in the face. And on today's episode, we're going to be going through the 12 most interesting players playing at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama this weekend. We're going to kick things off here with quarterback. Keegan, you have Michael Penix. Why don't you tell us about Michael Penix and why he is interesting to you moving forward in dynasty? I think what's interesting to me is he has such a long collegiate career and I'll go through kind of what happened and how he got to where he was at Washington. Like he's got a CVS receipt of injuries, you know, 2018 only appears in three, three games as a true freshman tears ACL 2019 dislocates the SC joint and his non-throwing shoulder and ending his season. When he got injured, Indiana had their best record and their program's highest win total since 2007. So it wasn't like he was playing bad, like low key having a mini like dark horse start to a Heisman campaign kind of thing. And then 2020 follows that up again with a great start to the season in the COVID shortened year. Didn't get to finish the season, but Indiana had two of their best seasons in the 2000s. It just like in program history, or at least season starts with Michael Penix under quarterback. You fast forward again to 2021, dislocates joint his throwing shoulder. So Indiana would actually go winless that year without Penix at the helm. And then the good stuff happens transfers to Washington and kind of lights it up in the Pac-12, starts for 45 games in his career there with 1,600 pass attempts. He 
He's got a national championship appearance, Pac-12 championship. The, all the stats that you could imagine, you know, like he wants to boot, throws for 67 touchdowns in two years at Washington, only 19 interceptions in that time as well, too. Per PFF, he only had 20 turnover-worthy plays on over 1,100 pass attempts, which turns out to be like a 1.8% turnover-worthy play rate. Safe with the ball, not afraid to attack all parts of the field. Can zip it into any window you want. Um, among 2024 draft QBs, he ranked third in PFF grade and ranked seventh in PFF grade among all FBS quarterbacks in 2024. He was really good. He was also good at avoiding the sack this year. 7.6% pressure to sack rate was sixth lowest among 86 FBS, uh, FBS qualified QBs with over 100 plus pressure dropbacks. I mean, the guy is great. He diced up Texas on the national stage. He diced up Oregon towards the end of the season. You know, goes to the national championship and obviously didn't go their way. But Heisman runner-up, there's not much bad I can say about Michael Penix. Like, obviously, the injuries are a concern and draft, like, scouts and teams will kind of hammer that home throughout the process. But if he's healthy, like, this is a quarterback you could definitely take a chance on. Michael Penix is kind of giving me uh, – CJ Stroud vibes from last year. I feel like people are just overlooking the pure football talent and ability to throw the football and they're getting mesmerized by the other things, whether it's injury history or, you know, he's a late bloomer, da da da. But if you go back, like when he was healthy at Indiana, it was the best Indiana's looked in program history for a really long time. So there was glimpses along the way. There's a lot of injuries, but he finished his career really, really strong in college. And I think he has a, a path to have a very successful NFL career with the right team and the right scenario, like right situation. Yeah. I, I think Penix is a totally polarizing prospect and I'm excited to see where he lands. I think he's very contingent upon where he lands. Uh, he kind of reminds me a bit of Jared Goff where rocket arm in the pocket, you move him off a spot a little bit. It, it gets a little more erratic, but he had a very impressive sixth season. You have to caveat that sixth season. He's going to be 24 years old. Uh, start of next season so <laughs> got to caveat that with Michael Penix on um, another quarterback that we're going to be talking about today is another super senior another fifth year guy and that is none other than Bo Nix who is going to be a highly polarizing prospect I've seen some analysts including Daniel Jeremiah mock him in the top 15 of his first mock draft which seems a little bit rich for my blood for Bo Nix but if you dig into what he did over the past two years at Oregon in particular you can see why a lot of people are high on him. He's got prototypical height. He's he's not got prototypical 6'4", 6'5", height, but he's got the prototypical athletic build at quarterback, clocking in at the senior bowl at 6'1", 218. For reference, that's about what Jalen Hurts, that's about his height and weight. So for reference, if you want to think about what Bo Nix will look like at the NFL level, five years in school, transferred from Auburn, had nothing to do with injury like Penix, had everything to do with the fact that he just wasn't very good at Auburn, very erratic. But in 2023, he was PFF's number one rated passer. His numbers were staggering. He had a 77% completion rate, 4,450 yards, 45 touchdowns, and just three INTs. Definition of a late bloomer. Showed flashes at Auburn, but he was super erratic in his three years in the SEC. The knock on him is I'd say he's more of a game manager. He didn't make a ton of big-time throws, but his 1% turnover throw percentage was the best in college football last year. And he also had a top three best pressure to sack percentage, meaning that when he was pressured, he was avoiding the sack at, a, at an elite rate. So this guy was safe with the football. He didn't make mistakes. He didn't take sacks. 
but he also didn't really throw down the field. Again, 4.1% big-time throw rate, which was ranked 29th out of all 2024 draft-eligible quarterbacks this year. What was crazy is I saw in his five years in college, he had 38 career rushing touchdowns, including 14 during the 2022 seasons with the Oregon Ducks. I think Nick's is a system quarterback with strong athletic traits, and he got better every single year he was in school. I think it'd be super fair if a team wanted to take him at the end of the first round or if someone wanted to take it at the beginning of the second round. But it's getting a little egregious here when you got him in the top 15, in my opinion. Uh, I have him as my quarterback four um, pretty easily. Thoughts on Bo Nix, guys? Yeah, I, I think this one's going to come down to fit quite a bit as well. Um, the Oregon tape and the Oregon stats are are pretty eye-popping, um, you know, especially like this year too. Just, you know, pretty phenomenal year. If, if you throw up the Auburn years and, like, you're just looking at these two years, it's like – here we go. Like we're cooking with gas here. So, you know, obviously a little older, but you know, he's got the arm pretty mobile as well. You know, definitely a bit of a dual threat guy. I know Sean, as you mentioned, like 14 rushing yards the season prior, like he's definitely got some scoot to him. Um, you know, a, a little moxie at the quarterback position. So, um, I like him, you know, top 10, top 15 feels, um, you know, a bit rich for my appetite personally, but, um, you know, he's going to land somewhere and he's going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, whether it's this year or next year. Um, He's definitely going to get a crack at it. Keegan, you had some pretty harsh thoughts on Bonix before we jumped <laughs> to start recording. What's your 30 second, 30 second elevator pitch on, on Bonix on why a team shouldn't draft him? I just think it's crazy that you would rather have Bo Nix over Michael Penix. Like they're both guys who like bloom late in their career. But like I saw some, like you can see signs of like Penix being really good, as I mentioned, with like how good Indiana was for the first time in a long time when he was healthy. I just think Penix is more of a complete like quarterback as well. I, I don't think Bo Nix was very good at the college's best stage in the SEC, and like that matters. It's not like he was injured and stuff. Like he played in the SEC three years, he just like wasn't good there. Is it scheme that helped him in Oregon? Is it just because he grew up? He matured. I'm not sure, but I'd rather have Penix than Bo Nix. Aiden, who's your quarterback that you want to yes. talk about? So I think like there's a very clear top six in terms of, like the QBs in this year's draft. You guys have just went over two. We've got Caleb, we've got Drake, you've got JJ, and I'm blanking off the other one off the top of my head. Jaden, there he is. Jaden off the top of my head. Great um, quarterback class, by the way. And like you know, loaded. Um, you know, but there's a couple of the QBs, and like on most lists, the guy I'm talking about here is typically QB seven or QB eight. Um, kind of flip him around, and that's Michael Pratt out of Tulane. Um. This isn't the sexiest pick, you know, it's very just like, you know, just very sturdy four year starter at Tulane. He averaged about twenty five hundred yards every year, 20 plus TDs every year. Completion percentage increased every single year, all the way from, you know, low 50s up to 65 percent. No real elite traits like some of these other guys, you know, sit, sitting in just about six two, you know, a little over 200. Um Definitely a bit of Brock Purdy feel to him. It's just like not a lot of elite skills. Kind of broke every record at Tulane. Kind of similar to Brock Purdy. Um, but, you know, it's like real good proven leader. His teammates absolutely loved him. Quick decision making. Good ball accuracy. So, like, this is a guy that's probably going to go somewhere, you know, late day two. Um, isn't going to be the sexiest pick. But, you know, could definitely get a crack at, you know, starting some games in the NFL uh, at some point in his career. It's, you know. Again, it's not going to be sexy. He's not going to be starting right away. But, you know, put him behind a good QB, kind of just like groom him a bit. Like, who knows? This guy, you know, played a ton of football in college. This isn't some one-hit wonder. Um, you know, obviously, Tulane isn't 
the top tier in terms of conferences too. It wasn't elite competition by any means, but the guy played good football. Um, I like him. Yeah, it's like a lot of Brock Purdy to me in terms of size, accomplishments, just overall traits with him. He had that big game against USC in the bowl game. I think he, he yep. tore up a really bad defense. People had really high expectations this year. I think he was injured for parts of this year too. So it's yeah, been, he missed like two games. Been up and but, down. Um, been up and down for, for yeah, Pratt. Yeah, still had pretty good numbers. Yeah, he uh, he's all have a similar height weight build. All three of these quarterbacks are kind of offer different flavors of non elite yeah. uh, traits, but I, I yeah. think they're all interesting nonetheless. But the real interesting guys in this class for fantasy, in my in my in my humble opinion, are the wide receivers. And I think it's an embarrassment of riches here at the Senior Bowl. Um, and, and I'm really excited to talk about this position group. Aiden, I think we're going to stick it with you because you are going to yeah, be talking about the guy who kind of took over uh, the Senior Bowl this weekend. People are lauding him the winner of the wide receiver group, and that's Roman Wilson. So tell us a little bit about Roman Wilson, the wide receiver out of Michigan. Yeah, this guy's been generating a ton of buzz this week, burning people in one-on-ones, made a spectacular one-handed catch earlier today. You probably saw it somewhere else. Um and he's a very interesting evaluation because you look at the stats and he never really had like a pop season by any means in terms of like production. Um, his first three years were pretty, were pretty mellow, never topped four or 500 yards. This year, he didn't even hit 800 yards, but had 12 touchdowns. Granted, it's a Michigan offense. This isn't, you know, this is no air raid offense by any means. So, you know, look at Nico Collins, like these type of receivers at Michigan, you know, like they've got the skills, but the volume typically isn't there so surface level it's kind of hard to evaluate these guys um a true slot receiver you know sitting in at 510 he, he's not big by any means played just over two-thirds of his snaps from the slot position so you know he's not your z he's not your x this is a guy that's truly going to play in the slot at the nfl level um great route runner though at his size you know knows how to manipulate space in the slot you know very quick twitchy um a comp that i like that i saw was um, Tyler Lockett with a bit more juice. Um, could definitely take the top off the defense a bit more than Tyler Lockett. He's probably going to run in like the high four threes, maybe low four fours. So definitely someone to keep an eye on. Um, likely a late day two, maybe day three pick from kind of where I've seen him in terms of um, the wide receiver rankings and just overall big boards. But keep an eye on Roman Wilson. This guy, you know, showed up in the big stage. He was on those Michigan teams, um, made big plays in the championship. Like, this is a good wide receiver. Um, yeah, Honolulu raised Roman Wilson, man. What a what a fun guy to follow. His one-on-one reps at Senior Bowl have been super fun. Twitched up, 22 years old, yep. blue blood program, four years, national champion. He seems like one of these seniors that has a ton of experience that also is probably underutilized in a low-passing volume offense. So For sure. I'm, I'm excited to see Roman Wilson at the combine to see what he runs. I think it could really change my opinion of him. Yep. A guy who has not had as great of a senior bowl start has been one of the more splashier tape bro favorites out of South Carolina who had a very late career breakout. And Xavier, is it Leggett? Leggett? I, I I've can't, heard, I I've heard probably... people say Leggett. I've heard people say Leggett. We'll I have to dive Leggett. into that. I think it's Leggett. I think it's, I think Leggett. it's Xavier. I'm pretty sure it's Leggett. Leggett. And Keegan sure Leggett. is our resident Gamecocks expert. So Keegan, tell us a little bit about his 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 uh his girlfriend went to to USC, um, the Southern USC. So that's why I say that they call it the but real Keegan, USC. Us the real USC, yes. Tell us about Xavier Leggett. 
I think the the first thing is uh, he has an, a great build for a wide receiver. I mean, he's listed at six one at the Senior Bowl, but he's probably like six two, six three, two hundred twenty three pounds. Like, awesome frame, like for a wide receiver. But yeah, I mean, in his first four years of college football, he didn't even total five hundred receiving yards. So that is a bit of a concern. But he did have a fantastic twenty twenty three year by like all statistical measurements. Twelve games, seventy one receptions. 1,255 yards, seven touchdowns. He only had two drops on on on-target throws in 2023, but earlier in his career, drops were something that was not, uh, or was a bit more of a problem. So it's good to see some consistency building there. Uh, Kind of like a bully ball, like yak style player. Um, He's really good long speed, I noticed when I was watching him. Uh, the, The speed that he's missing is like the immediate burst and acceleration to get off the line. But when he is running, He's running very, very fast, uh, and it bodes well when the ball's in his hands. Like when he gets up to stride, he's a hard guy to catch. There's a ton of plays of him pulling away when you watch his tape. Also has like above average contested catch ability, really good strong hand-eye coordination, like can adjust to the ball. Just like an animal in those contested catch situations with that frame, that size, that mix of ability of his body control. He had 13 different catches of 30-plus yards this year, which led the nation. 17.7 yards per catch. Um, The late bloomer thing will definitely be a problem. Uh, You know, that's playing SEC ball. Like people really take that into account. And also he did struggle against some major programs in the SEC this year on his schedule. Had some dud games against Georgia, Tennessee, Missouri, A&M, and Clemson, which are arguably the six best teams they played this year. He was great against lesser comp. Is that a him thing? Is it a Spencer Rattler thing? Is it just South Carolina in general? I don't know, but I thought it was notable. Um, thought he'd be—I think he'd be really good in like a vertical offense that stretches the field. But he also could be a, a huge mismatch lining up in the slot. Sean, you actually brought that up to me as well, and then started hearing some people talk more about that. Um, the thing is, he's got really insane measurables. It's yeah. it's it's hard to knock like that and take that away from him. The lack of production in his first four seasons are definitely concerning, but he kind of feels like a guy who has all the stuff you can't teach when it comes to wide receiver. So, like, get him in the right or get him with a good wide receivers coach, pair him with a really good quarterback, and kind of just, like, let him bloom and, uh, like, coach him up. But I think he can – I think he'd be a valuable wide receiver in the NFL. Where he'll get drafted, I have no idea. Most people kind of have him as, like, the wide receiver 11, 12, 13 in that range of this class and it is stacked, but I think he's got a lot of high upside for sure. The frame, the ability to like go up and contest the catches and that long breakaway speed makes him super intriguing. Yeah. I just, I can't stop seeing Alshon Jeffrey. It's it's, I know it's part Jersey, but just like the jump balls, the sheer size, the high pointing, I'm just like, that's Alshon Jeffrey. Um, like the speed's pretty similar to like Alshon wasn't quick off the break. Um, but like just absolute freaking yak because of his size and like, once you got an open space, it's just like an absolute like gazelle with his strides. So, yeah, no, mm. I see a ton of Alshon Jeffrey, probably a little less polished. Um, Alshon was uh, more of like a college dominator, I guess, um, in terms of like production on a week-to-week and year-by-year basis. But um, I see a lot of similarities personally. Yeah, he, he reminds me of like kind of a Kirkland brand DK Metcalf, yep. right? That's kind of how I, yeah. I see him. Um, but, yeah, you put him in the slant and have him run that Rishi Rice type role potentially. Uh, yeah, it like could that. be really fun. It's it's nice to see a different profile of wide receiver because we've just seen so many smalls and slot guys. Uh, it's nice to see a power slot big guy that could potentially win down the field. The, 
the late breakout breaking out in your fifth year is kind of tough, but um, really Some fun. Of his tape player. gave me Traylon Burks, Arkansas vibes. He's built like yeah. He's built oh, like sure. Traylon. He really yeah. is. That's a great comp. Uh, hopefully, he can stay healthy, unlike uh, Traylon. Um, uh, moving on to the next receiver here. I the guy who won day one. Um, I would say outside of Roman Wilson is a a man whose name is Lad, and that is Lad McConkey, the wide receiver out of Georgia. First off, Lad McConkey, what a name! I'm like ninety percent sure this dude fought off the British in the Revolutionary War. I'm like ninety two percent sure at this point. Uh, five eleven, one eighty seven, twenty two years old. He was only in school for three years. So this is the first year the Senior Bowl has technically allowed juniors to come out and play. And uh, he's one of the uh, juniors that came out and played. So this is a first-time appearance for somebody like Lad McConkie. Uh, a lot of people are comparing him to Cooper Cup. I think that's a little bit racist. <laughs> <laughs> is it racist? I don't I don't know. I don't know. Um, Shifty I don't see, white guy, Cooper Cup. I don't see Cooper Cup. I'll get to my player comp in a little bit, but... Lad is is a certified soul snatcher on the field, guys. This guy's a crisp route runner. He's creative after the catch, and he's a zone-beating merchant. He thrived in the intermediate and middle of the field, which I think makes him the ideal slot-wide receiver in the NFL. What's interesting, though, he primarily lined up outside in the Georgia offense. It was like an 80-20% split, 80% out wide, 20% in the slot. But most of his production came out when he played in the slot. So... I don't know if he's going to be a slot-only player in the NFL. I actually think you can line him outside and he can win, especially against zone coverage to start. I think his route running will be a little bit overrated, but I definitely think he has a crisp route tree. Um, and the player comp that I have for him is not Cooper Cup, considering the Cooper Cup was 6'2", 194. <laughs> but I, I think it's Deontay Johnson. He reminds me a ton of Deontay Johnson. And I think he actually can be DJ with better after-the-catch ability. He's like a really good separator route runner. Um, and he actually is really creative when he has the ball in his hands at, at getting extra yards and forcing missed tackles. So Lad's legit. I know people have, com- have comped him to ARSB. I don't think he's that tough over the middle, but he could Jesus. be one of these really good slot receivers in the NFL. And he's somebody that I think is potentially could sneak into round one, but for sure is going to be someone that'll be taken at the top of round two. Uh, that's how much his stock has rised. Mr. Lad McConkey. What a name. Wow. Round one would be something. Um, I remember when I saw him for the first time during like the playoff last year. Um, I was like, this guy isn't real. Um, Like just the name itself. He like like caught a touchdown. I was like, all right, whatever. But his tape's pretty impressive. Um, He did it at the highest level. So it's like, I don't know. It it like it feels like he shouldn't move like that. But like he's just he's always open. He's he's just really good at creating space. Um. Yeah, I, I'm just curious how this one's going to shake out, too. And, yeah, like an early declare, like most of the guys are. He, he, pl- he pl- He's 22, but he redshirted his freshman year. But he only okay. played three years, so he was technically a junior. Yeah. He could have stayed yeah. for another year. So he's he's technically yeah. an early declare. He's an interesting one. He's an interesting one for sure. Yeah, I, I think he's he's talented. Aiden, you have another, another senior standout wide receiver. Tell us yeah. a little bit about Javon Baker at a UCF. Yeah, this is this is my favorite guy personally um, out of the Senior Bowl in general. This is a guy that I've been watching for two years. Uh, really explosive athlete, five star recruit. 
uh, initially signed to Alabama, you know, kind of sat in a log jam behind some of those um, Alabama receivers in his first two years. So really didn't get any runs there. I think he caught a total of 15, 20 balls, um, really nothing in his first two years. Transferred to UCF, where he's been awesome the last two years. Um, in 2022, he had just under 800 yards and five touchdowns. Last year, followed that up with just under 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns. Was second in the country in terms of yards per catch at 21.9. Um, wow. Just absolutely explosive, dude. Um, kind of, probably profiles as more of like your Z receiver. Um, not going to be your true X at the NFL level, just due to his size. He's you know a hair over six foot little over 200 yards. Um, not the biggest guy, not the fastest guy, but really strong in terms of like body manipulation, kind of like those head fakes. He's really good at kind of just like getting space with like his route running and um, overall just like, you know, crispiness uh, with his runs. Strong hands too, especially at the point of catch. Um, you see him consistently high pointing balls. It's not a guy that's just, you know, getting doinked in the chest left and right. Um <laughs> A guy, again, yeah, definitely no QJ here. Like, a comp that I've seen, like, since I first started watching him um, is Brandon Ayuk. Um, I think super similar size. He's probably a hair slower. But when you look at the frames and they're overall just, like, route running and ability just to, like, absolutely, like, lose a defender, um, it's super similar. I think I think this is a guy that's absolutely going to make an impact at the NFL level. Um, has made some big plays already in the senior bowl this week, um, generating a ton of positive buzz. So yeah, Javon Baker, man, this is, this is a guy that I really like. This was one that I, that I had to talk about this week. Wow. That was like Keegan talking about Brees Hall. You just had like an out of body experience. You that's a, that's a draft he, crush. That's officially a draft crush. He's nice. I've, I've been watching him for two years now at UCF. It's um, UCF in general is a fun team to watch. They had, they had that guy Bowser last year, huge fan. Baker was out there too. So yeah, nope. Big fan of Javon Baker. Wow. Okay. I love that. Keegan, the next wide receiver we have here might not be a wide receiver. And it is <laughs> kind of a freakazoid. His name is uh, Johnny Wilson from Florida State University. Tell us about the potential tight end convert who is just a 6'6 monster. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, speaking of lads, the size on this one is, <laughs> is fucking crazy. <laughs> I mean, 6'6", could maybe be 6'7". Uh, he's 237 pounds. He ran a 4'5", coming out of high school, like freak of nature frame for a guy who was playing wide receiver in college at Florida State. Um, he's like a quarterback's best friend, right, when it comes when it comes to targets. 2022 was his better year, but I'll, I'm going to use this like for a frame of reference. But when he was targeted in 2022, the, Q, the QBs had a rating of 109.1. He's like top, top percentiles in arm length and wingspan, as you could imagine, being 6'6", 6'7", kind of giving him an elite catch radius, like with top percentiles in those measurables. Like I think of the uh, sports science episode where like Chad Ojosinko's catch radius was like the size of an elephant when they mapped it all out. Like I, I bet Johnny Wilson's catch radius is the size of two elephants, if I had to guess. Can high point a ball? <laughs> You know, with no problem, tape really shows that. He's kind of snatching balls out of thin air constantly. He's also, for his size, a freak of nature speed-wise. Like, he's been charted running as fast as 21.23 miles per hour in a game, which is absolutely insane for somebody at that frame. Really good spatial awareness, like good ball skills, contested catchability. I think the knock on Johnny Wilson when they go through the draft and, like, how he's going to adjust as either a wide receiver or tight end will be the route refinement stuff, which like makes sense. 
when you're six, 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 seven, you're like more linear stature. You don't have that same hip mobility. Like you don't have that quick twitch movement for quick in breaking routes and things like that. So I could see the transition to tight end making a little bit more sense for him. Um, but I think those are things that are coachable. He is similar to Leggett, but on a different scale, I intangible wide receiver that you can't you can't coach six seven you know you can't coach two thirty seven you can't coach twenty one miles an hour right you just put the ball in his hands and figure out the rest after um twenty twenty two was his better year eight hundred ninety seven yards forty three receptions five touchdowns he also led the ACC with twenty two twenty plus yard receptions and that year he's averaging just short of twenty one yards uh, reception so absolute freak of nature really surprising how fast he was in the like with the ball in his hands and some of the senior tape highlights that we've seen already from practice are just impressive watching him get off the line like some of those things i said like might be a knock on him like he's definitely looking really strong in the senior practices one-on-one like winning against press like delayed press just like kind of getting off the line really smoothly for a guy his size it's uh it's a treat to watch him. He's he's quite the freak of nature. Watching him and Keon Coleman highlights today was was something else. Um, it, it's pretty awesome to see him eat up like cushion and zone just with his strides. Uh, it's yeah, it's freakish. And it, he's not like Kelvin Benjamin who was thick in six seven. He's, he's like lame. a slender six seven. You could see him easily turning into a Darren Waller type player. You know, who's a converted wide receiver, Juwan Johnson type player. I think just immediate impact in a red zone because he's able to beat guys at the line of scrimmage and it's just height advantage is absurd. So yeah. I, I, I'm i excited to watch him. I'm curious what position he actually ends up entering as. Um, I think tight end probably makes more sense for him um, given how deep of a pass catching group it is, but we'll see. I think regardless, like you said, he's going to be he's going to be a threat at the NFL level, especially between the twenties, the last wide receiver that that I wanted to talk about is uh, is none other than Malachi Corley out of Western Kentucky. I had to double check this a couple times, guys. He's like the exact opposite of Johnny Wilson, who's <laughs> who's uh, six six two thirty seven. Malachi Corley's five ten two fifteen for a wide receiver. Uh, <laughs> that's a I mean, that's a that's a thick man right there. Uh, that is crazy. He he's 21 right now. He turns 22 in in March. Uh, four year player out of Western Kentucky. Yeah, didn't transfer. He's built like a running back though. Like I, I was in mock draftables database. He has the similar height weight to Bijan Robinson. So that's kind of <laughs> nuts. I'm not saying he's Bijan by any means, but that that's how he's built. Um, he's a beast though. I know Aiden. I told you about him a couple weeks ago. You you looked up a couple of his of his uh, some of his tape, and you were like, "Wow, Malachi Corley, this guy's fun to watch." Um, no one is safe when he has the ball in his hands. He's a low A dot guy, mostly slot wide receiver, playing a specialized role in an air raid offense, right? So it's a very specific role to be different than what he's asked to do in the NFL. But he was sensational generating yak from screen plays. He actually led the nation in yards from screens. He was second in the country in targets behind the line of scrimmage. And uh, he was just a really excellent manufactured touch player. But my God, in that role, he was just amazing to watch. His highlight tape against guys that he's just running over, throwing off, stiff arming. He, he just He's just ferocious with the ball in his hands. And, and what's weird enough about Corley 
is he was actually better at beating man coverage than he was at beating zone coverage. You would think a guy who who plays behind the line of scrimmage screen guy would just be a zone beater, but he's actually pretty good at beating man coverage, which I think is better for his long-term prospects in the NFL. If he's put in the right role in the NFL, think of like Rushy Rice's in KC. I think he could be an awesome slot receiver right away in the NFL. Um, but the senior bowl, I think, is very important for him because it'll be an opportunity for him to show off scouts that he's able to run NFL-style routes instead of just catching screens behind the line of scrimmage throws. So Corley's Cor- really fun. I don't know if it translates immediately to the NFL, but 5'10", 215 is electric. It's just basically a running back who plays wide receiver. Keegan, I know that you have a running back that you're super excited about. Uh, the more I dug into this where's, guy. Where's that coming from? <laughs> what do you mean? You tweeted about him. I just thought it was intriguing. You're, you're super excited about him. You sent several texts. I you thought said, you were you fired said, up, Keegan. You were fired I thought up you... about him. What are you talking Keegan, about? All right, Keegan. Keegan, the floor is yours. Tell yeah, us about this running about, back. Of tell yours. about Marshawn. Tell us about Marshawn Lloyd at a USC. I don't know if I'm fired up about anybody <laughs> in this RB class, but I just Not thought there was again. some. I just thought there was some intriguing things about his game that I enjoyed watching. Um, first off, he's a he's a two time USC guy. He, he's played at both USCs, so he'd be a great person to ask who is actually the real USC. Uh, but last year in Pac twelve games. 2023 honorable mention uh, for all pack 12. He honestly, he doesn't have a lot of wear and tear on him either. Like he's only had two years where he's actually had like a a decent workload, Um, had 111 carries the year before. um, And then only like 118 carries or 116 carries this year. But on those carries average 7.1 yards per attempt, which is crazy. Uh, 7.1 yards per attempt is good at, any amount of carry rates. I don't care who you are. Um, he also averaged 3.97 yards after contact per attempt. 10th best among draft eligible RBs. Um, he also was ranked first in PFF's uh, elusive rating among all draft eligible RBs this year. And I think that really shows when you watch his highlights in his tape. He just like creates so much space for himself. Uh, created 47 missed tackles this year, which was 18th best among draft eligible RBs. He has a ton of pop in him behind the line of scrimmage, like very crafty, patient runner, knows how to kind of find holes. And I mean, shit, he can kip, rip off a long run if you need him to. There was multiple 15 plus yard runs that I saw him rip off when watching him um, scored on a couple of those. Was really good in the receiving game in college in limited fashion too. I mean, he only had 13 catches, but they went for 232 yards. I mean, he was averaging 17.8 yards of reception, zero fumbles for three years in college football highest breakaway percentage among all 2024 draft running backs didn't grade great as a pass blocker um, in 2023 but so far in the senior bowl i think some of the stuff that i've mentioned i've really seen him pop like winning those one-on-ones and i know they're kind of like silly drills so there's not anything else going on but those wheel routes i'm seeing him run at the senior bowl practice winning his one-on-ones against dbs like that is exactly what it looked like when i was watching his highlights as well too. So he has some receiving upside. I think he's a really crafty runner, um, has some breakaway speed ability and doesn't have a lot of mileage on him either. I I feel like he could have uh, definitely a role in in somebody's NFL backfield where it'll be. I'm not sure, but the elusiveness and how hard he runs just really pops out when you watch him. Wow. You're fired up. 
I, I that was fired up Keegan right there. That that's how I define it. I, I went like back. That. I went back to the tree text, and you actually you did say intrigued and interest peaked. So that those were your words. So maybe fired yeah. up wasn't the right word. All right, Mister Nitpick. But yes, Keegan is very intrigued by Marshawn Lloyd, and I am after hearing. I liked Keegan what I saw. Him. There was some good stuff there. There he is. He's. Back. I do too. I do too. I I, I like Lloyd. I don't like him as much as is Aiden's guy, but that's purely because Aiden's guy's highlights are just, it's just a bo- rolling bowling ball, just rolling through people. <laughs> and that is uh, Kentucky's Ray Davis. Tell us a little bit about Ray Davis. Aiden. Yeah, this is, this is a fun running back. Um, this is a guy that I wasn't familiar with until this year. Um, five, eight, two twenty. So yeah, this is, this is a meatball, man. Um, yeah, this is, <laughs> Fifth year guy, um, played at three, uh, uh, three different schools. So started his career at Temple. Um, really productive freshman year. Had just under a thousand yards, eight touchdowns. Didn't get many touches year two. Uh, was trying to dig into why, and I, I really couldn't figure out what was going on. Wasn't injured. Transfers to Vanderbilt, where he gets injured his first year. Fourth year, pretty productive. Uh, just over a thousand yards transfers uh to kentucky this year where he goes absolutely crazy has you know just under just over 1400 yards 21 total touchdowns 14 on the ground seven in the air so a true three down back um at his size and just an absolute blast to watch i remember watching his florida game um this year he accounted for just under 300 yards and four total touchdowns and it was like every play was 10 20 yards it was it was just absolutely silly. In a pretty thin running back class, um, this guy's going to get a ton of attention. He probably didn't need to go to the Senior Bowl anyways. I think you know it's a, a pretty thin group, and his name is already definitely going to be one of those names at the top. Um, this is going to be a fun late day two, maybe early day three pick. A lot of like Zach Moss, Damian Pierce vibes from him. Um, maybe a little chunkier in terms of just like his size and overall build, but this is a fun one. Ray Davis was a blast to watch this year at Kentucky, and I think he's definitely going to play at the next level. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where he lands because he's he's going to make an impact. He can he can kind of do it all of his size. Only knock on him is he's going to be 25 in his rookie season. Um, Correct. For Correct. for reference, he can Isaiah rent a car. Pa- Isaiah Pacheco is old, and he's not 25 yet. So that that's where we're at with uh, with with Vide- I mean with uh, Davis, but I love him as like a compliment back or even being like a lead back. I I think a lot of these guys are going to be handcuffed running backs, especially first. But man, that guy is built like Zach Moss and his college tape at Kentucky is spectacular. Yeah, his 2023 film, if you haven't seen it, go take a look. Go take a look for it. (laughs) The last prospect that we will talk about at the Senior Bowl is the running back out of Troy University, Kimani Vidal, a four-year player, did not transfer. Another meatball, is as uh, Aiden claimed, or fire hydrant, or, or bowling ball. This guy is 5'7", 215. I, I looked up his BMI. He is technically obese at a 34 BMI. I don't, I, I don't think he's <laughs> obese, but that is a... Uh, wild bmi to have it 34 uh for for context the last real running back that was like 57 215 is maurice jones drew i'm not saying that he's mjb but that's his build just for for historical precedent uh he's 22 he'll be 23 in august um 
I absolutely loved watching this guy. He, he finished second in the country in rush yards this year, second in yards after contact, and he was actually second in missed tackles forced. He was PFF's sixth best graded RB in 2023. Again, he, he is a fire hydrant, he, and, and he is a nightmare to tackle. He's fast, agile, and he's powerful. He has great contact balance. He was really solid in pass protection, and he was pretty consistent as a pass catcher for all four years of college. I think he has the size and, and skill to potentially be a three-down back, but I think he'd be a hell of a compliment to someone like James Cook. You know what I mean? Someone who's just like a change of pace to a more slender, agile, faster back. I think uh, Vidal's super interesting player. This this running back draft is a little weak, but I, I think he offers a, a ton of NFL ability, especially at breaking tackles. So I don't think he's as good as Marshawn Lloyd. I think Lloyd is probably the best running back right now at the Senior Bowl, but I really like Vidal. But that that's it for our, for our 12 most interesting players at the Senior Bowl. It's a blast talking prospects with you guys. It's been over a year. Feels great yeah, to get back in the we are We're just getting started. Yeah, we're just we are kind of oiling up the gears, really, really getting ready for this machine to, you know, take off come March and April. So yeah, no, I'm 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 fired up. Keegan, are you fired up? Kind of. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. <laughs> that was just Grumpy so genuine. Keegan is back. Yeah, a little bit. I, yeah, yeah a little Grumpy, bit. Grumpy Keegan's. Keegan and I have been. Bro, it's not even week. fucking February. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching this, kudos to you. If you're watching this right now, thank you. Like, if you made it this far and you hear me talking, leave a comment that says, I'm here with you, Keegan. I would appreciate that. And if you are watching it this far, you're a sicko. And we Go appreciate it. Grass. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate you. Until next time.